1: Welcome into another edition of the Golf Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray, and today I am pleased to be joined by a sophomore on the PGA Tour, making moves out there, Harold Varner III, who's taking some time off of his off week to uh, to join us here for a little chat. Harold, how are you? I'm doing
2: well. I'm doing well. I hope you are.
1: I'm doing well as well, you know. Can't uh, can't complain. The spring season is here. It's already March. And uh, before you know it, we'll be talking about the PGA Championship. If you're, if you're careful and you don't blink. But... Uh, I want to start on a high note for you because, uh, you know, a lot of people that follow the PGA Tour may not realize uh, that you lifted the trophy at the Australian PGA Championship in, uh, the, in the fall, in November. So that was a tournament you you lost in a playoff in 2015. You won the tournament in 2016. Have you talked to Jay Monahan yet about creating a PGA Tour event in Australia just for you?
2: I have not. I have not, but that would be pretty cool. If they played at Royal Pines, that would be... That'd be pretty ideal, but um, I don't think they have any,
1: I don't think they're doing that anytime soon, not in my lifetime. What is it about that place that uh, that you have the number for?
2: I don't know. That's a good question. I just I played well over the first year, and then the second year obviously played well again. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but
1: I, I could get used to it. Well, it certainly opened up uh, several new doors for you in terms of scheduling. I know that you're going to be adding some more events. How much... How much does that change your approach as you're in your second full season on the PGA Tour? What sort of adjustments are you going to have to make?
2: Um, none, really. I just need to play good golf. and you know, I think that takes care of everything. And that's what, uh, you know, it's the same thing that got me there is the same thing that's going to help me just keep improving.
1: Play better. Play better. It's the hashtag that uh, everyone seems to know <laughs> and love. Uh, the one event that you are now going to be able to play in because of that Australian victory back in your your hometown. You are born in Akron, Ohio, so you're going back for the WGC Bridgestone. How important is that event? How how soon did you realize that uh, you'd be heading back to Firestone once you won?
2: Oh, I knew immediately um, that, you know, I should, you know, looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome time. You know, a lot of my relatives live up there still, so it's, um, it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's just it feels like it's far away but it's really not so i'm just you know just focusing on you know getting ready for valspar just getting ready trying to get the get the ball rolling and starting to do some good things on the course and i think the results will show here soon
1: well you mentioned that you've you've gone through some spurts th- last year in your rookie year and and certainly this year as well where you might miss a couple of cuts in a row and then you'll follow with three or four top 25 finishes you you made the cut last week at the honda classic what is it for you when you're assessing your game that allows you to kind of snap out of those streaks and really turn things around when you've had two, three, four weeks in a row that haven't gone your way?
2: Uh, I think you just keep playing. I don't know. I think it's all about attitude. You just believe every week's going to be your week and, that you know, let's just play golf. You know, the results will take care of themselves, and that's all I try to do is just every week just be ready to play, be ready to compete. You know, that's that's all we can do. Do the things I can control, and that's uh, attitude and preparation.
1: There you go. Um, a lot of guys on the PGA Tour that that you're playing against right now grew up with, with a big pedigree in junior golf. But your your track is a little different, correct? You got a bit of a late start to uh, the junior golf circuit.
2: Yeah, you know, I I didn't play in the AJGA and any of that, but it's just it is what it is. It just wasn't. It was super expensive, but we had a lot of great tournaments in North Carolina to play in. So it was just you can play those for 50
1: bucks and play against some good competition and. I just don't know why I wouldn't do that. At what point did you stop and think to yourself, you know what, I might actually be pretty good at this?
2: Like PGA Tour good, or good like I could go to college?
1: Uh, PGA Tour good. Let's start there.
2: Probably my junior year of of um, of college. I started playing really well. You know, won a college event. You know, that's that's what you try to do. You try to win on every level. And I think that just shows if. You know, if you win in the junior ranks, you can play in college. If you win in college, you can play on the many tours. you win on the many tours, you can play, you know, on the web. And I didn't win on the web, but, you know, it definitely prepared me to get to where I am now.
1: Well, as you mentioned, you, you came up through the, the web.com tour to get your PGA Tour card. You kind of had a bit of a sweat there in Portland back in uh, 2015. You're coming into the, the final event of the regular season right on the bubble, the top 25 get their PGA Tour, Tour cards, and you end up right on number 25. So talk me through that week, kind of your emotions, dealing with those sort of pressures, and how that week is different from the normal, uh, you know, pressure and feeling that you have of a of an event.
2: Well, that week, um, you know, if I don't play halfway decent, <coughs> I, uh, you know, I don't get my card through the season. You know, I, I, I just don't have a PGA Tour card. But... um I don't know if it was that much different. You still had to hit quality shots. You still had to do my job, and it was—it was. I thought it was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. You know, like no one's going to die out there. Yes, it looked stressful on TV, and you know, there's times where I wasn't in the top 25, but it, overall, I had a good, you know, good season regardless. And you know, sometimes you just don't control what other people do. I mean, not at all. So you just do the best you can do, and that's what I did. And you know, it came out on the better end of the stick. Sometimes you don't, and you learn from it, and you go do it again.
1: Uh, I want to go. I want to go back to uh, the Bridgestone real quick. Right after you won in Australia, you tweeted to LeBron James asking him to come out to the tournament. How how has the communication gone with LeBron since that tweet?
2: Uh, not much, not much. But it'd be cool to have him out there. You know, he's one of my favorite athletes without a doubt. You know, uh, Curry's kind of he's grown on me since I played with him in the Fries. So it's just kind of a uh, I don't know. I just would. I'd love to see Cleveland win it again here. It's plain and simple. Uh,
1: so, as you said, you, you uh, have spent some time with Steph Curry, played with him a couple of years at the Pro-Am out uh, in Napa. And then last year, you guys had a little on-course shoot-around, and uh, I believe you came out on top, correct? I'll let you toot your own horn there.
2: Yeah, I got so lucky, but um, <laughs> it was a cool experience. I don't really want to shoot against him on the basketball court, but on the golf course, I guess I got him.
1: Well, a little you, bit you, of luck. You got the walk-off. You're one and zero against him with the, with hoops. Just stop yeah, now while you're ahead.
2: I hope he doesn't invite me to another shoot-around because he'll probably beat me.
1: How good is he as a player relative to other athletes that play other sports?
2: He's really good. He uh, he's not a scratch though, like everyone said he was. Oh. Far, you know, he puts it really good. That was one thing I was surprised. He has really good
1: touch. Because you know, you would think not playing a lot, you wouldn't have great touch around the green, but he does. You're not quite ready to verify the scratch handicap? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, looking down the schedule, like you said, you're you're playing next week at the valspar Championship, and I know an event uh, that's on your schedule next month is the Zurich Classic. We're switching to a, a two-man team event. Um, what are your thoughts on on that dynamic for that week as a PJ Tour event?
2: I think it's going to be one of the most fun weeks of the year. I just think you know, I'm really good friends with smiley so it's. Just, we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna, you know, obviously try to play some good golf. But I just think it's gonna be a weird dynamic, just trying to. Uh, I think I don't know the format, but I know there's some alternate shots, so it's just gonna be a. It's just gonna be a good time. I'm I'm looking forward to it, honestly.
1: What? Uh, how? How quickly did you uh, place the call to Smiler? Did he call you? In, in terms of deciding on that partnership, are you guys going more as friends? Or are you going because your games complement each other, or is it just gonna be? Be a good week to hang between the two of you.
2: I'm just going because I think he's a good player, and I want to get paired up with a good player. So uh, he hits a far. He's played there before, so you know it's just kind of uh, there wasn't you know if you play well, it doesn't matter, you know. That, that's what I think, and I think he can play well there, and just seems like a good fit. We, I guess I don't think it's that big of a deal, but we play the same golf ball, so it's just gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. I'm that's gonna be awesome. Stay up so, you know, it should be, you know, hopefully get both sides rolling pretty well.
1: Do you wish the tour did more stuff like this? I know we've seen on the Euro Tour they just had that event where they've got six-hole matches and you've got sudden-death shootouts and, and things like that. Do you do you like the, the notion of getting away from 72-hole stroke plays every now and then? Uh,
2: yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you still want to see you. I mean, guys are just too selfish to have, like, a team event every week. So, it's just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just can't do that. You know, it's gonna be fun. It's, you know, too much of it just not that fun. You know, I, everyone's like, oh, I wish they had a whole like sixteen at Scottsdale every week. Yeah, it'd be fun, but it'd get old at some point.
1: Clearly, you're you're a guy who who has your finger <laughs> on the pulse with the NBA. But what are what are your other off course interests when you get a week like this where you're not on tour? What uh, what are you doing to spend your time?
2: Uh, get some good couch time. Always couch No, know, once it warms up, I'll get on the lake a good bit. That's I love getting out there if I can, just playing with my buddies, which, you know, I'm doing right now. Just nothing
1: too crazy, you know. Are you a, uh, a binge watcher of TV shows?
2: I've been on some Bachelor lately, so it's been kind of weird.
1: <laughs> kinda this, this, season, this season of the Bachelor, you're tuning in.
2: Yeah, and the girl that I was, I not really pulled for, but she just brought, she's just crazy. So I was pulling for her, and she got
1: kicked off on Monday, so shed a tear. You've had some, some time to mourn? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be just fine, though, I promise. <laughs> what, uh, what do you like that, about that show that makes it uh, the guilty pleasure? You just can't turn it's away? So it's
2: so fake. It's so fake. It's just, I mean, it's just so funny. It's, like, slightly awkward, you know. It's just funny. I don't know. I can't stop laughing about it right now as I'm talking to
1: you. <laughs> uh, so so is, this new, is this new this season for you, or are you a long time? Are you really going back with the show? I,
2: I just keep, you know, I don't really watch The Bachelor because it's a bunch of dudes, but
1: I mean, <laughs>
2: The Bachelor's just funny, man. It Just cracks me up. The guy on the one this year just cries all the time. So it's just...
1: <laughs> oh man, this I took a know, turn. This took a funny. turn, man. I didn't, I didn't I think know. I was going to do the deep dive on The Bachelor today, but hey, sometimes that's no, that's, no, that's no. where we it goes. We don't, we don't. We can stop now if you'd like. <laughs> no, it's fine. But, uh, it just cracks me up. That's good. Everyone needs a, a good guilty pleasure for uh, the TV viewing, for sure. Yeah, it's um, not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Uh, all right, so if I put you in Jay Monahan's shoes and uh, you get to be PGA Tour commissioner for the day, what's one thing you're going to change?
2: One thing I would change.
1: Wow. That's pretty good. You can be bachelor-related uh, if you want.
2: Honestly, I wouldn't change much. I mean, he runs a great organization, and, you know, it just can't be easy. Everyone's not going to be happy. That's no matter, you know, no matter what organization you run. And, he, you know, they've done such a good job of just, you know, doing it as a team. And I don't know. What, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could wear shorts. I mean, that that's kind of sure. corny, but sometimes it's hot. Dude. I mean, I understand. I get it. I totally understand that, like, we, it's a professional, you know, you should – look like a professional.
1: I mean, I guess I can be a professional in shorts, I promise. <laughs> well, at least you get it with the PGA Championship this year, right? They just said uh, on on Tuesday there that, that you're going to be able to wear shorts during practice rounds of Quail Hollow, which is going to be a, certainly a tournament I would think would be near and dear to your heart uh, being in North Carolina.
2: No, you're talking my
1: language, brother. Yeah, um, yeah that's going to
2: be fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure.
1: The big news today in, uh, in the golf world is the overhaul to the changes with the rules of golf. A bunch of stuff's going away. Some things are being added. Uh, have you gotten a chance to take a look at any of these, and does, is there one or two rulings uh, that stick out in your mind that might impact the game more than others? Um,
2: I haven't read any of them,
1: actually, so maybe you can update me. Oh, if we have three and a half hours, I can go through them uh, one by one, but... I'll try well, and keep I only have three and a half minutes, so I'm <laughs> going to pass. So give me your best
2: three, and I'll give you my opinion.
1: Uh, all right, how about this? So you're you're going to be allowed to, it's a proposed change, but you're, you're, the change is that you're going to be allowed to tap down spike marks on the green in addition to repairing ball marks and things like that. A couple other guys have, have come out on Twitter and said that it could be an issue with guys creating a bit of a trough or a path with their putter on, a, on the line of a five or six footer. Do you think that that, could be an issue.
2: Um, you could definitely do it. I didn't really think about that. Um, I'm all for whatever speeds up plays, so I don't know. Um, that's an iffy one, and uh, I'm sure they'll do some thinking. They'll talk to the right people, and they'll make the right decision. It's just I, I'm not in that. All right. That's not my. You know, I don't control that. that you know, if they ask for my opinion, I'll give it to them, but it, it's not going to matter what I say to be honest with you.
1: All right, one more for you. The uh, ability to ground clubs in hazards. So you're in, over by the water, uh, you're Bill Haas at East Lake, and uh, you can ground your club in the hazard. How weird is that going to be the first time you do it?
2: It's going to be weird. I don't. I honestly think some people won't do it, uh, like just out of, you know, habit.
1: Yeah. So, so I guess you can ground your club in a bunker too. Uh, no, not in a bunker. You can touch the. It, it's a, it's a little weird, but you can touch the, the <laughs> sand, but you can't test it. You can't ground your club. So.
2: Nah. A bit, of,
1: bit of a moving target.
2: I'm going to tell you, that won't go far.
1: <laughs>
2: but Why not? whatever. Just because of the ambiguity, because you don't do know. I think if you do it in the bunker, you know, I just don't think it should be consistent through the whole, you know, the bunker's a hazard, the water's a hazard, you right. know, just make it all the same. Like, don't, I think that's when people get confused. Is when, like, oh, is this a hazard? Is this not a hazard? You know, like, there's some rules where, like, if there's no water in the hazard, it's like a different kind of hazard. You can step on your ball or something like that there's like things like that where i just think it makes it complicated but i didn't make the rules i try not to hit it in hazards so at the end of the day it's just about you know most of these things you know the ones where like you hit it in the hazard i just think yeah that sucks i'm going to call a rules official if i'm in any doubt so that's one thing we do have you know the privilege to do on the pj tours when you're in doubt you can fix it right there so but if you're just a weekend warrior you should just play golf who cares what the rules are like if you have fun and you know it's not it's not out of line you should just do it i mean i don't i think if you want to use a belly putter and you're not playing in a tournament use it
1: if it makes golf more fun fire it up uh i'll let you let you get out with this one what is uh your favorite non-major course on tour favorite non-major
2: riviera without a doubt why because, you know, it's just fun. You can hit it left or right. and You still have a shot to get it around the green and, you know, calls for some dicey chips, you know, number 10. You know, you can hit it in that right bunker and, you know, walk out of there with five. I just think it's a lot of – got to be very strategic about your playing. you got to execute a lot of great golf shots. I didn't play well there this year. But, um, I you know, I just – I like that setup, that kind of style of golf where, you know, it's just not always like,
1: well, he didn't hit, get it there, so he's got to drop. He's making double. Yep. How many different ways have you played number ten? Oh, I went for it every time. You just go for it.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. uh, the no
1: laying up boys are going to be glad to hear about this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, not going to lay up. Not they...
1: Okay. All right. He's seen the stats. The uh, the numbers show you go for it. You can play at a whole little better. But uh, all right, I'm still I'm still marveling at your your bachelor knowledge. This has been good. This is I learned something today from you. Hey, hey, don't keep that on the low, man. Oh, I got it. No, it's just between you and me. But uh, Harold Varner III, thank you much uh, for joining us on this Golf Channel podcast. HV3 going to be in action next at uh, the Valspar Championship, and I look forward to catching up with you down the road. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks again. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.